This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Tara from Plus Fitness with Tara. I'm a curvy, fun, body positive coach and personal trainer. I love business and fitness. Do you have the tools you need to be a rock star in fitness, a healthy love of yourself, and help from me? And sifting through health news will do that. I've got fitness topics and guests. Rockstars aren't born, they're bred in experience and fire. Let's do this together. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining today. My name is Tara McDonald, and this is Plus Fitness with Tara. Today, my topic is about resilience. And, uh, you know, one of my main themes throughout it is going to be that you can start, you know, helping yourself and building resilience to stress and trauma with nutrition. So what I want to talk about first is what exactly is resilience? Resilience means knowing how to cope in spite of setbacks or barriers or limited resources. Resilience is a measure of how much you want something and how much you are willing and able to overcome obstacles to get it. It has to do with your emotional strength. The different types of resilience are psychological, emotional, physical, and community. In emotional resilience, a person can tap into realistic optimism even when dealing with a crisis. Physical resilience refers to the body's ability to adapt to challenges and recover quickly. And boy, am I experiencing that with my back injury that's lasted four weeks now. It's finally gotten better this weekend, but I'm currently nursing it and building on strengthening my back muscles thanks to my chiro and massage therapist at Cairo Care in Bedford, Nova Scotia. Community resilience refers to the ability of groups of people to respond to and recover from adverse situations such as natural disasters, acts of violence, or economic hardship. And that is something I think we're all going to have to learn as we evolve into the new normal in Canada and with the Atlantic Canadian provinces about what community resilience means for all of us. Some believe also that resilience empowers people to accept and adapt to situations and move forward. Moving forward is essential to evolution, but, you know, one of the things that we need to talk about a little bit more is why is it so important to have resilience and how do you know if you're resilient enough? So resilience is typically defined as a capacity to recover from difficult life events. In this article on everydayhealth.com, this doctor says that it's your ability to withstand adversity and bounce back and grow despite life's downturns. He's the creator of the Mayo Clinic Resilience Mine in Rochester, Minnesota. So resilience, though, is not a trampoline where you're down one moment and up the next. It's more like climbing a mountain without a trail map. It takes time, strength, and help from people around you, and you'll likely experience setbacks along the way. But eventually, you reach the top and look back at how far you've come. Resilience is important because it gives people the strength needed to process and overcome hardship. Those lacking resilience get easily overwhelmed and may turn to unhealthy coping mechanisms. Resilient people tap into their strengths and support systems to overcome challenges and work through problems. The seven C's resilience model was developed by pediatrician Ken Gidsberg, MD, to help children and adolescents build resilience, learning competence, confidence, connection, character, contribution, coping and control, is how Ginsberg, the doctor, says we can build inner strength and utilize outside resources regardless of age. 
The good news is that resilience isn't a fixed trait. You can build or bolster resilience by changing thoughts and behaviors and finding your inner strength. I often use meditation daily as a Chopra certified instructor to tap into that core of my inner strength and realize just how far I've come since my heart attack. Factors that can help people process trauma and become more adaptable include social support, realistic planning, self-esteem, coping skills, communication skills, and emotional regulation. So why the connection with nutrition? Well, in an article from uwmedicine.org, they talk about nutrition. Stress causes inflammation unless healthy foods can contribute to it. To boost your resilience, eat simple, nutritious meals that are easy to prepare. Don't try to go on a diet if you're already stressed. Instead, focus on eating what makes your body feel good. Most importantly, be kind to yourself about what you eat. I often heard as I began my own fitness instructor journey that, you know, your body is a temple, but really what you're trying to do is feed your body fuel for the day. And so it has enough roughage, enough greens, green leafy vegetables in your system to help you cope and digest and bolster your immune system. But hey, I've been there too. Raise your hand if you've ever stressed eating an entire box of cookies or a pint of ice cream or a whole bag of chips. You get the point. When we're extra stressed, preoccupied, or busy, we tend to reach the quickest, most comforting foods we can find, which usually resemble pizza and mac and cheese rather than salads or grain bowls. Ann Browning, PhD and founding director for the UW Resilience Lab says, to me, there's some lack of intentionality in what we're putting in our bodies when our brain is distracted. We often consume something to hopefully help ourselves feel better, but that's not addressing the underlying issue affecting our emotional mental state. It tends to be a short-term fix for what is a more systemic issue. So then, that's a good point. What is a long-term fix? Well, eating healthy to start can help you build resilience so you aren't as affected by stress as you would without eating healthy. Over time, Browning says she's seen the conceptualization of resilience shift from being a trait, you have it or don't, to a characteristic, something you can change over time that is very internally focused. Ultimately, resilience is a process one has to continuously cultivate. So, it's consistent work with yourself and understanding what it means to be resilient for yourself. But this is a good thing because it means that when it comes to using your food intake to up your resilience, you continually work to improve that. And if you decide to have donuts for dinner one night, that doesn't mean you failed. Forgive and move forward. How stress eating can cause more issues. While it's completely understandable to lean on comfort foods, and there's nothing wrong with doing so sometimes, eating less than healthy food on the regular day can actually contribute to the stress your body is experiencing, essentially making the problem worse. Stress puts your body into an inflammatory state. This alone can be unhealthy and if prolonged can lead to the development of chronic diseases. Your immune system is redirected somewhere else and not fighting with all hands on deck, explains Natalia Grote, a licensed dietitian who sees patients at Harborview Medical Center. Foods that aren't particularly nutritious can also contribute to inflammation. So you might notice this in various ways. You could have an upset stomach, feel foggy or sluggish throughout the day, or have trouble sleeping. Maybe you're even gaining weight, which might not matter to some people, but could be an additional source of stress for others. Overall, less healthy food will probably make you feel less healthy, which puts you at a disadvantage when you're already down. Aside from less healthy foods contribute to inflammation, healthier foods can actually counter inflammation too. 
If you're not getting the right amount of fruits and veggies and whole grains, you're missing out on getting antioxidants. Those could assist with some of the inflammation going on in your body by preventing or delaying cell damage. Think of it this way. A sturdy house that weathers the worst of storms needs a strong foundation. Your body is the same. If you help it by providing it the nutrients it needs, particularly during stressful times, you'll likely lessen any physical symptoms caused by stress and will give your body the strength it needs to get through the rough patch. If you're already stressed out, spending hours in the kitchen each night cooking intensive homemade meals isn't realistic. But there are simple ways you can put a little extra thought into what you're eating and help your body fight stress in the process. Here's a tip. Keep it simple. Now isn't the time to try a bunch of new recipes or pretend you're a contestant on MasterChef. Instead, stick to ingredients you know you like and foods you already know how to cook. Don't worry about making something fancy. If you don't have time to make dinner, maybe grab a rotisserie chicken, some steam in the bag frozen veggies, some minute rice. It isn't the most more gourmet and isn't going to impress your friends on Instagram, but it's a well-balanced meal, Grote says. And Grote is the uh, licensed dietitian who's part of patients at Harborview Medical Center. So you probably already suspected this, but it's worth stating. Nutrient-rich foods like fruits and vegetables, whole grains, legumes, and even fermented dairy products are going to help fight inflammation, whereas things like fried foods, lots of sugar, overly processed foods, and lots of red meat are only going to add to it. That's not to say you can't have your favorite sugar-laden mocha if that helps comfort you. Just don't overdo it. Notice how your body feels after you eat different kinds of food and eat more of the things that make you feel good. Stress eating is the opposite of mindfulness in that it makes us scarf down whatever is within reach without paying much attention to what we're eating or how we're eating it. Instead, Browning recommends making a conscious effort to try mindful eating. It works like this. With your plate or bowl of food in front of you, think about what you're putting in your fork with each forkful. Take a bite and notice all the flavors of the food. Set down your fork while you chew. Pause after you've swallowed, then pick up your fork and take another bite. It may seem silly or sloth-like, but you might notice that it helps you enjoy your food more and feel less of a need to devour everything in sight. When you get in the process of setting down your fork, your meals take twice as long and you realize you're full sooner. Don't go on a diet. If stress goes on long-term, people may turn to specific diets like Whole30 to gain some control in their lives, but it can backfire. Honestly, is dieting your primary concern at the moment? It's probably not. Not only can dieting have a negative impact on your mental health, you might compare yourself to Instagram influencers and feel ashamed when you can't measure up. It also doesn't do much long-term for your health. Think about the long-term, the end game, the endurance. So instead, Grote recommends being consistent in the way you eat and in what you eat. Stick to foods you know, make you feel good, and that you enjoy eating. Focus less on weight, what you think you should be eating, and more on what feels right for your body. The body fights sustained homeostasis. Whatever is going on with your body, it's going to fight it because it wants to stay the same, according to Grote. So, allow some comfort food. There's a reason the comfort foods you crave are donuts and french fries rather than kale salads. Our bodies have learned to crave salt, fat, filling, warm foods because those types of foods were historically harder for humans to find. Whenever we feel as though something is lacking, physically or emotionally, our body still has an imprinted system that's telling us to store up and take care of ourselves, so we overeat fats and salts, things that are historically our bodies are developed to consume that there was availability because it was so infrequent. While junk food isn't exactly scarce in today's world, your body doesn't know that, so it's going to keep wanting the same things. And that's okay. Using all the tips mentioned above, like mindful eating, 
can help you be more thoughtful about your food choices overall. And if you do choose to eat that entire chocolate bar, give yourself a break. Be kind to yourself. So if you decide to indulge in some chocolate because you're trying to assuage your guilt, you're probably going to eat the whole bar. If instead you accept that your body is craving chocolate and decide to have chocolate to make yourself feel happy, you're probably just going to have a couple pieces. The other thing you can do that is part of the to be mindset nutrition is substitute that chocolate bar, maybe it's a milk chocolate bar, with a dark chocolate. So the cocoa in it is a darker percentage, and then that way you get more benefits from the actual cocoa than you would from the mixed ingredients that are in milk chocolate. So here's an article about yoga and resilience. Americans are experiencing unprecedented levels of stress by the, according to the American Psychological Association. Chronic stress can take a toll not only on your physical and mental health, but your relationships as well. Fortunately, yoga is great for building stress resilience. Here's why. Yoga is a metaphor, life, the metaphor for life that can teach you a lot about how your mind works. For example, it's easy to be calm and happy when your practice is filled with fluidity, ease, and grace. But what happens when you're falling all over yourself when you're asked to do something tricky or new? I mean, screenshot back to when I first started my yoga training. I did my yoga training in Florida when I was down there for three and a half months to recover from the news about my health, adrenal fatigue, hormonal imbalance, all kinds of things going on. And um, I did my yoga teacher training down there. And the worst thing that I had to do was face myself every day on that mat and understand and dive deep in moments during the day what it meant to be on the mat, what I was doing for my stress level, how I had gotten myself into the situation, and how to say goodbye to a business I had built over four and a half years, and what was next. So with yoga, although it's the blissful practices that can keep you coming back for more, you may learn more about how you respond to challenges by observing how you react when you're shaking, wobbling, or stumbling off your mat. Do you get angry or frustrated with yourself when you can barely pull off a bonsai tree pose? Or are you able to laugh when you're staggering all over the place and your tree won't stay put? If your tendency is to get angry or frustrated in that situation, there's a decent chance that you tend to get peeved with yourself or others when things don't go as planned. It also means that you're more likely to experience the ups and downs of life as stressful. That is, useless in, that is useful information. <laughs> the challenge and unpredictability that comes with practicing yoga has another added benefit. It teaches your brain how to flexibly adapt to change. How does it do that? Well, the brain loves two things, novelty and repetition. While that may sound contradictory, novelty, like trying a new pose, requires your brain to get out of its comfort zone and to problem solve. This creates new connections in the brain that make it more adaptable to change. Repetition makes those new connections stronger. Just like flexing and stretching a skeletal muscle, the more you practice, the stronger and more flexible your mental muscle gets. That's why challenging postures become easier with practice. Initially, your mind may say, what the heck? With time, it may become, don't worry, I've got this. In this way, yoga allows you to make use of the wonderful gift of neuroplasticity, your brain's ability to change itself. The better your brain and mind are adapting to change, the easier it becomes to meet stress head on. The trick is to befriend change and embrace the wobbling. Imagine what would happen if, instead of getting frustrated during your practice or stopping altogether, you embraced faltering and uncertainty. There's a good chance your body would relax and your mind might begin to accept what is occurring in the present moment rather than striving for how things should be or how things should look 
or what your classmates are doing in the class that you're in. You might even find yourself laughing instead of grimacing or cursing under your breath. Facing challenges and flowing with what is, rather than trying to force what isn't, is the key to building stress resilience and increasing your health and happiness. The next time you step onto your yoga mat, set an intention to examine how you respond to frustration and uncertainty and see what happens. As always, I'm here to help. So if you have any questions, please feel free to email me through my webpage, plusfitnesswithtara.com, or find me on Instagram, plusfitnesswithtara, or Facebook, plusfitnesswithtara, and we can connect there. I've got a lot of solutions to help you develop your own resilience so that over time, you feel more success, you feel content in your heart, and you understand that movement and meditation is all part of nurture and nature for holistic health. Thanks very much for listening. I'm Tara McDonald. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. This is the EWN Podcast Network.